Your Psych Wrestling Podcast on the one and only 411 Podcast Network. This is Justin Watry, joined by Mr. Steve Matson. How's it going? Hey, another week, another day, and we're back. So uh, tell me a little bit about your uh, little network problems. Oh, so I guess, I mean, it was made apparent to me that they sent out some type of tweet that I completely missed, but I don't have the network anymore. I pay for it, but I can't watch it on my TV because apparently they stopped supporting PS3, and I'm not much of a gamer, so I was really only using uh, the the PlayStation as a streaming device. Uh, that's where I got my Netflix and my WWE Network, and, well, apparently not anymore. The real question <sighs> is... Have you missed it? Do you miss it? Um, you know, I I was, and I'll admit, I was going to actually sit down and watch Super Showdown. I was going to give it another shot. I was going to try and be excited for it. You know, big battle royal. They're in a major weird country, yada, yada. And, I, and so, yeah, I kind of missed that. But then, you know, I'm kind of like, well, then screw you. I'm, maybe you <laughs> don't need my $10 a month. So did you just call Saudi Arabia weird? Any country that I haven't been to, which is every country, is weird because they do things differently. They don't. Uh, we, we won't get into that. Yeah, and actually, um, I have not left the country, so I guess that applies. I haven't even been to Canada, dude. Like, I have not been to Canada either. I, I am so under traveled. Hey, SummerSlam weekend, I think, is in Toronto. Ooh. Hmm. I'm going to Cali in September. Shout really? out! Shout out to Chris and Sonia getting married. Woo woo! Yeah, best friend of like twenty odd years. For finally. a wedding, you're going? Yeah, going for a wedding. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, I oh. got the flight. I got the hotel. It's gonna take the kiddo to uh, the Harry Potter world thing yes. in uh, yes. uh, Universal. I know my girl would love that. I yep. am super jealous of going to California. I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but I'm sure all that <laughs> stuff's amazing. But. I think we can start it out with uh, Super Showdown. I think I know why you laugh. <laughs> no. I've been told I look like I get it. I look like Harry Potter. There was a moment where you did, yeah, back in the day. Back in the day when I had hair? Yeah. <laughs> I've been told that, but then everyone else kind of says no, but... I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm old sorry. Work story. Sorry, to bring, sorry to bring up some old wounds. <laughs> no, that's I just never saw it. Yeah. So even okay. then, I just never got it. But anyways, yes, apparently I look like Harry Potter. So... Uh, let's start with this uh, Usos over the Revival. Hey, nice. Now, this was in the showdown we're talking, because I would have loved to watch showdown. it, but couldn't. Yeah. So non th- there is no title or anything. It's just a grunge match. Grudge match. Um, yeah. Okay. Neither were champions either way, but okay. either way. <laughs> I, I, I haven't been keeping track, because they make it kind of difficult. <laughs> yeah, Revival won the titles a few nights later, and SmackDown okay. is still Brian and Rowan. Of course, Brian did not make the trip. Right, right. Yeah. So um, this made kind of no sense in hindsight, especially what happened with Revival. Like, they lose on the kickoff show, and then a few days later, they... They win the titles. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I'm sure it was a great match, and they they probably had, you know, I can just... Just the talent in the ring would should surpass the gimmick or whatever's going on. But, um, yeah, there's no point in the story. It was just like a, here you go. Kind of like the WrestleManias of yore when it was just like, uh, you and you, go. <laughs> yeah, this uh, it says it went seven minutes. I have not actually watched the kickoff show yet. Seven minutes? So I don't That's know how it? this went. I'm sure they yapped and yapped and yapped for uh. a while and then kind of threw these guys out there for a quote-unquote match. But whatever, it didn't really make much sense. We actually started the show with Seth Rollins defending the title against... Baron Corbin. Really? That kicked off. Wow. Universal Championship. I suppose he started WrestleMania, so... Yeah, might as well might kick as... off Saudi Arabia's version. Yeah, and I don't think, you know, him and Kofi and, you know, they weren't going to main event, especially with Undertaker Goldberg. So I have right, no problem right. starting it big and then, you know, putting one in the middle. You know, kind of spread it out. So anyways, the moral of this story is... Uh... Now, if I read correctly, there was a weird ending, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was getting to here. The, the moral of the story here is... Corbin, for whatever reason, I think it was uh, John Cone, I want to sh- yep. say. Shout out to John Cone. He held my phone when I got a picture with the big show. Yeah, he's uh, one of the cool guys. So um, for whatever reason, Corbin just kind of like kept yelling at him and pushing him around and stuff. It, was just, it made no sense. He'd do a move and then literally like look and point his finger at him and be right. like, what are you doing? It's like, well, he's <clears throat> being a referee, you know? Right. And so 
And then anyways, at the end, of course, he shoves him and stuff. And then the big moment, the ref pushes him back. Oh. And it's like pointing at his chest that he's the ref and stuff. Right. And then, of course, Rollins rolls him up. And, and there, okay. And that sets up stomping ground where now Corbin gets a rematch and he gets to pick he gets the referee. gets to pick the referee, right. So the and match then... really wasn't nothing. It was all about uh, Brock Lesnar coming out yeah. afterwards to cash in. And, and he never actually, the bell never rang, correct? He came out, and as he was going to, Heyman stumbled and tripped, and then the briefcase like went oh flying. My God. And then he quick got bug-eyed and kind of looked over and got all stunned. And then Brock Lesnar stopped and looked at him, and then Rollins low-blowed and, and <laughs> So that small little fumble from Heyman, you know. Cost everything. So then they kind of went back, and of course the announcers defended it by saying, well, he was going to cash in, you right, know, right. he promised, and he was going to, so... You know the so are they teasing can, like a Heyman Lesnar rift or what? I don't think anything because I mean Heyman was on Raw and stuff, but it was just the usual yeah. yapping and right. I'm guessing Lesnar's kind of gone for a few months. So um, I actually didn't have a problem. No, with really, Lesnar? Yeah, right. I actually didn't have a problem with this. Corbin was kind of just a heel there to be it. Right. But they had to do something because there's another pay per view in two weeks. So they made the little thing with the referee to kind of drag it on. Corbin gets, quote-unquote, protected a little bit, even though really not. And Rollins, of course, retains, which he should. I think he'll be champ for a while. And, you know, whether you like it or not, it also keeps the mystery of Brock Lesnar alive. He has the briefcase still. Hmm. So win, 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 win. Yeah, well. Just like the commercial. hmm. Win, 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 win. So I had no problem with it. So moving on, Finn Balor over Andrade. Yeah. Keep the Intercontinental Championship, of course, as the Demon. And no Zelina, which uh, but yeah, that was that was a big thing. Which of course you could kind of predict how that was gonna go. And Finn Balor retains, right call. Good call, absolutely. Um, I think he needs to hold on to it for a while. We need to put a little more legacy in the Intercontinental Title. Yeah, know? and I believe I could be wrong on this, but Balor again wasn't even on SmackDown. He's been kind of missing a few too many of those for my liking. That hmm. he's not even on the show sometimes. But I read though that there was a dark match. Uh, he was part, him and Shinsuke Nakamura did a dark match last night. Yeah, there was a lot of people that were there, but didn't do anything. Yeah, this is... There's just way too many people that, you know, kind of are there. Maybe that's the issue, is we have so bloated of a roster. Well, the wild card, you know, we got those raw guys that have to come over each week. As as Kevin, now like I said, I tried to watch, as Kevin Owens said, wild card, whatever that means... Yeah, and speaking of, they've already announced the quote-unquote wild card for this Monday's Raw. Is and it's gonna, not so wild, is it? It's going to be none other than Daniel Bryan. Oh, he's back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, didn't he have a concussion or they were worried about? I mean, well, I mean, uh, uh, undisclosed injury. Sorry, I didn't mean yeah, to use right. the word. Yeah, upper head injury or something. Upper torso. <laughs> you know, f- somewhere from the, the, the heart up. Yeah, him and uh, Rowan look to be in a feud with uh, heavy machinery, which actually I think could be a lot of fun. That sounds like fun. So the promos I'm sure will be good. Ducky, but either ducky. way, ducky, ducky. <laughs> so up hey, next. Hey, pretty lady. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is awesome. Oh, this is awesome. Uh, Oh, man. Up next, we had Shane McMahon, believe it or not, in nine minutes, beat Roman Reigns. Like clean, square? No. No. Of course not. <laughs> no. Drew McIntyre came in and, you know, when the referee was of down. Of course he So, did. you know, it was a cheap win, and, of course, Shane ran around in circles. Like, like the, he was the king. Yeah. You know, best in the world. He Didn't they drink the, out of the cup or something? Yeah, they had a celebration on Raw. Yeah. They had the little thing like that. And, you know, he sat on Drew's shoulders and, you know, obviously over-exaggerated his celebration. You know, you tell me about good matches like Finn and Andrade, you know, <laughs> and the potential of some decent, you know, rivalries. And then we get into Shane, and it's just like, that's why I'm not watching. <laughs> yep, another pay-per-view, another win for Shane. Yeah. Not only is he beating The Miz, now he's beating Roman Reigns. And if you remember last time in Saudi, he uh, actually won the tournament, that yeah, crown jewel. Yeah. The- Best in the world. Best in the world. But anyways. Just to throw it in CM Punk a little more. Oh, boy. The uh, worst part. AEW. The worst part of this match wasn't the cheap win because I think we kind of had figured, hey, if this thing's going to drag on for a while, you know, Shane's going to get more cheap victories to proclaim him the best in the world. So fine, whatever. My problem with this match wasn't the nine minutes. It was that if you went back and watched it, he literally held them toe to toe and did rest holds and beat them down. And it was yeah. um, like Shane was kept even with Roman throughout the match. And it was just like, no. No. Shane's 49, <laughs> I think, going on 50. Right. He's not trained. And Roman should have, you know, 
throwing him around the ring for 10 minutes, and then Drew comes in. Right, exactly. No, they had him go toe-to-toe. So Again, like, why? What what purpose does it serve? Where does, is there any compelling storytelling? Well, I wrote a column about this Monday. It's going to be posted tonight, I believe. So you can check that out on 411mania.com. It's a nice little cheap plug, especially from me. So I... uh, I kind of go into it more, but let's just say Kofi Kingston may need to watch his back soon from Shane McMahon. So, uh, anyways, we'll get to that in a few months. Um, If if Kofi drops the title to Shane, that's it. Done. Done. Just gone. I would suggest my column, which should be going up in a few hours. I think it's midnight, uh, technically then Saturday, I guess, but whatever. You predicted it, didn't you? I didn't predict anything. You're going to be the barn burner this whole thing. There's a difference between predicting and reporting. Reporting, oh, but, no. So Lars, um, he technically beat the Lucha House Party. Technically. Here, but it was by DQ. <laughs> Couldn't you just keep it simple and have him destroy all three? Of course then, not, because we got to ruin everything. It just seemed way too overcomplicated. I don't right. know. I mean, they did the rematch on Raw, and this was, I mean, was elimination rules. And that, I would say, check out YouTube. Lars, like, did some serious power moves. I actually think I did watch this on YouTube. He threw him around pretty good, and that's what we need to see. That's what he should have done. But unfortunately, I'll get to him a little bit later. There's some negative stuff about him that uh, we will see on. Up next, we had uh, the big clash between the Evolution members, which this one was 25 minutes. I believe it was about the longest match of the night. But either way, this was probably maybe even the highlight, but... Randy Orton, clean RKO beats Triple right, H. Right, I read that. That was impressive. I didn't think he would. Uh, I didn't think Triple H would go down like that. No, but I mean, you figure again, he's probably not going to be on TV much, and Orton will be. Right, so. but they're in Saudi Arabia, and they're '90s fanatics over there. They love the '90s WWF. Yeah, and I would just say again, last year Cena beat Triple H clean. You know, so it's the so greatest Royal Rumble. Going to keep losing and keep losing and keep losing. <laughs> Unless he's with Shawn Michaels, <laughs> right? Then he'll right. win. But. Or Shawn is. Ref. <laughs> when Sean is ref, Triple H, uh, except for Taker. As long as Sean is not bald again, we don't want to see bald Sean Michaels. Well, he kind of has that whole Hulk Hogan syndrome going on. Yeah. You know, not much going on up top. No, me neither. <laughs> um, up next, we had Braun Strowman beating Bobby Lashley in eight minutes. Um, as much as the crowd was into the Orton Triple H thing, which had cool entrances. So, yeah. you know, the oh, did pyro, they go all out and stuff? Pyro, fireworks, everything, you know. So, I mean, if you're getting. Was that all night or did they have it? Uh... it was, a lot of guys had it. Really? It was all wow. night. And even after a few wins, they set off some. You know, they went all out for him. If you're getting $25 million, you can... Good point. (laughs) That kind of payday. Hey, we can afford pyro again. (laughs) Yeah, we can do a few things here. But uh, Braun Strowman and Lashley, the crowd just completely fell flat. It may have been by timing, like, don't follow Orton and Triple H. Yeah. But they went nuts on a few pedigree reversals, RKOs. It was really cool down the stretch. The final few minutes, everyone was kind of nuts. And then you come up with Strowman and Lashley kind of lumbering around. And Strowman won. Running into each other. Yeah, it was eight minutes. I don't know if this feud is going to continue. I don't know where either guy goes, but I wrote this in my review column last Friday night after the show. But, you know, I you know, I just kind of think both could probably be doing something else. Right, right. <laughs> than these little arm wrestling. Once in a, yeah. Nothing feuds that don't do anything. Feats, it's like the old feats of strength when Mark Henry would pull a truck and Ryback would do some bench presses. Yeah, and... it's like, can we do something? <laughs> right, right. Is it going to lead anywhere? And then it really doesn't. But anyways, so, yeah, Strowman won fine. I guess he won the green belt last year at the uh, Greatest Royal Oh, Royal. yeah, that's right. <laughs> I keep forgetting that there was an actual belt associated with that. Yeah. Um, speaking of belt, Kofi Kingston Woo! defeated Dolph Ziggler in 10 minutes to retain his WWE Ten minutes? Yeah. Boy, what is with all these short... Are they trying to cut the time of their pay-per-views now? Or no, this thing was like four hours, I think. Here's the... Here's my issue. Um, once again, I mentioned this with his match against Owens. The crowd was not really into it. I, I'm guessing they didn't really believe Dolph ever had a chance. Right. Or again, maybe they're still kind of down from Orton and Triple H, but, you know, not a whole lot going on with this match. Well, I mean, if they follow along, like, what has Dolph done recently to really deserve? I yeah. Mean, yeah, he did some attacks and stuff like that, but he hasn't competition-wise done anything. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the things. Like, these guys go away for a while, and then they come back and have this big impact. And they're thing. thrusted right into the 
spotlight. Yeah, and then, you know, fans still kind of go like, well, wait a minute, this guy's been losing for two years, and now right. he's supposed to... But then, you know, if you think about it, you know, you think back to even like 2008, Shawn Michaels was out in an injury, and then all of a sudden, bam, he's right back into the Cyber Tuesday or whatever that pay-per-view was. <laughs> Cyber Sunday? Yeah, Cyber Sunday. That was, I think, the first one I, w- I actually paid for in a very long time, way back then. Nice, nice, nice. So Kofi won... Um, Dolph had attacked Xavier. Xavier shot back later in the match, and then right. Kofi hit him with a kick. And then Dolph, of course, afterwards immediately was interviewed and said, oh, you know, you couldn't beat me without Xavier, all this stuff. Right. And then said, I'm challenging you to a rematch without interference in a steel cage at Stomping Ground. At Stomping Ground. Okay, so, so they are using this to build up to future pay-per-views, So too. it actually made sense. And again, with two weeks, you know, you kind of expected these quick rematches with, you know, only 10 minutes. And same with Corbin and Rollins, you know, you kind of like, okay, this is going to kind of lead to something else. So this was one of those, like, middle ones where... You know, it was part two of a part three. Yeah, right. So you just kind of had to deal with it. But um, up next was probably, I would say, the highlight of the show. But I'm not, you know, I could be argued one way or another. But uh, I may butcher the name, but Mansoor, 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 whatever. Either way, um, from Saudi Arabia, from NXT, the young upstart that I'm guessing 99% of the audience has never even seen before, (laughs) won the... Biggest battle royal in company history. In company history. Now, why was it the biggest? I guess because there was fifty-one men. Fifty-one. On. Weren't now? Weren't they advertised fifty? What's what's going on here? I don't know. Maybe Mansur <laughs> snuck in or something. Ah, I see. I don't know. But either way, um, this Not was fair just to flare. <laughs> no, he should have been in there. But this was oh. super cool. Um, the battle royal was your typical, I mean, there's 50 guys in there. Right. Like, you're not going to do anything. A few guys had a few little spots that you right. didn't see that were But no set Kofi, up. so you didn't have that glamour spot of <laughs> how's he going to avoid elimination. Yeah, I thought it was cool that Elias, only a few guys got entrances. Yeah. You know, they're already standing out there. Um, I thought that it was cool they did the Titus O'Neil sliding thing. He, he <laughs> ran down and kind of stopped at the ring. Right. So they, they did a little shout out there. Elias came funny. down. That was funny. I loved it. Uh, Titus World Slide. Um, <laughs> Elias came down and ripped the crowd and ripped the fans and everybody. Ooh. So right away it was like, oh, well, he's going to be in the final two against, you know, a face or right, whoever. Right. You know, he was playing perfect bad guy. It was awesome. And uh, yeah, obviously they booed and stuff. So it was setting something up. And then who does it come down to? Hometown hero, Saudi Arabia, and the guy that, you know, had just ripped the crowd, Elias. Right. And very, very awesome. I don't want to use the word emotional. That might be overboard. But when he won, whole crowd went nuts. Again, really? this wow. would be your highlight to watch. I'm talking one of the loudest ovations. Really? Huh. I'm not even over-exaggerating that part. I mean, I suppose, hometown hero. I mean, Saudi Arabia. I mean, that whole thing. Wait, Vince actually gave one to the hometown? No. Yeah, and it well, was it his birthday too? I don't know if this was Vince's call. I don't know. Right, <laughs> the king is like, um, <laughs> you gonna do this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much Vince is actually controlling this show, but anyways, uh, very cool moment. There were kids crying. They showed in replays. Aww. Adults were screaming and hugging and jumping all over each other. Mansur then jumped into the crowd and like hugged everyone, just piled on them. Wow, super cool. And then uh, he got a post match interview in the ring and just did the whole thing. You know. People out here believe in me, and you know right. it doesn't matter where you're from or all this stuff. You know, I just won the biggest battle royal ever, and you can achieve your dreams too. Aww. And again, they showed everyone like tears in their eyes and super loud. So call me a sucker, whatever. I thought it was awesome. Well, that's impressive though. I mean, they did something nice for where they were. Yes, we'll talk a little bit more about him later. I will say, of course, the one downside because you know there's always got to be a downside. Of course, um, they. Did zero follow-up. He wasn't on Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> of or, course he was Or NXT. They just showed the replays and talked about it. He's probably still living it up back home. I was going to say, you better live that up for a while because right? I don't know what else he's going to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got some time yet. That kind of might be it for a while. I think uh, Yoshi Tatsu won a WrestleMania Battle Royal one time on the kickoff show. Oh, I remember him. I think they were trying to get a deal with like Japan or something. Oh, uh, yeah, so, yeah. And, and he did nothing else in his run. I think it was on. <laughs> the deal fell through. The guy goes back. Uh, I think he was on main event or superstars for like the velocity. Year. <laughs> yeah. They got to bring back velocity. Yeah, they should. They they got to bring back a lot of Put stuff. Put that on Fox. Forget SmackDown. You know. Where's Mantar? <laughs> Speaking of Mantar, our main event. Ooh. Undertaker versus. Oh, Cole. dude, that was so mean. Hold on, hold on. Um, 
I had Goldberg winning, obviously wrong. I had a million reasons why. And the only reason The Undertaker would win is pretty much he's The Undertaker. Because he's The Undertaker, yeah. Uh, and Undertaker ended up winning a mild shock, but again, it's The Undertaker. Well, so. more shocking because of why, really. I mean, they, they called it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're done, dude. <laughs> um, the match um, actually was already kind of doomed from the start before the bell even rang. Oh. For those that watched it... Um, did he hit himself too hard in the head before Goldberg he came out? does his little routine. He's been Are you called kidding the me? most intense superstar of all time. And, you know, that's not a gimmick. That's, you know, nothing fake, folks. And So he was concussed on his way out. So you saw the security, you know, pound on his door, you know, saying, you know, Goldberg, your match right. is ready. And then you heard the usual bang, you know, that's him slamming his head against the door uh. to get fired up. He comes out, and you can already see his forehead starting to bleed. Really? Oh, my God. And I remember he did this, I think it was two years ago. It was on Raw. On Raw, yeah. Yeah, he comes out, and he had a little trickle of blood coming down. Yeah. So this thing may have been doomed from the start. From the get-go. So super cool entrances again. Undertaker did a super cool thing also with the druids and the fire and all the— I read that. I thought that was cool. Whole big setup there. Awesome match. It started out with, you know, both of them stepping up to each other, stare down. Goldberg did the little throat cut, which, you know, I'm— don't think he should have done that and you know where they were that may have been a bad idea but either way um, oh i didn't even think about that yeah i think corbin (laughs) corbin earlier when he was complaining about the referee right um saying he wanted a rematch and all this um he said something like heads will roll or he said some line like that i don't even remember but either way goldberg stepped up you know did the throat cut and undertaker they glared at each other and goldberg literally Hit the ropes, hit him with two spears, and it was just like, here we go. Yeah. It started out awesome. I thought it was going to be another Survivor Series where he beat Lesnar in a minute. Right. Of course, Undertaker kicks out, and they both kind of lay there, and then he does the little sit-up thing, and the crowd just goes nuts. Like, they must love Undertaker. So Who doesn't? Right. And um, then they kind of traded back and forth. Goldberg did a little, like, uh, submission roll-through. I know Undertaker's a big fan of the MMA submission, so he always tries to incorporate those a little bit. Yeah. And then they kind of went back. Undertaker did his choke slam, old school. And unfortunately, this was. Uh, this is where it all went wrong. So Goldberg then went for a spear and landed right in the middle. Right uh, on the turnbuckle. Right in the middle turnbuckle. And he kind of just laid there for a while. And it was like five or 10 seconds, but it seemed like forever. And you couldn't yeah. see anything. Oh, then no. all of a sudden, he just slowly swooped down to the floor, like lifeless, almost like Stink from Night of Champions. Just right. Lifeless. And then you see the blood everywhere, all over his head, all over the floor, yeah. all over the ring. Canvas is covered already. And it's just saying, well, here we go. Here we go. And then he stands up and is literally like using the ropes and shaking off. And unfortunately, from there, it went downhill. Um, Undertaker did a few moves, but Goldberg I heard was... heard the jackhammer was... I saw the jackhammer. That yeah, was bad. Goldberg was out on his feet, so it was basically Undertaker deadlifting him for the next move. Right. And then, yes, Goldberg went for the jackhammer, which I had expressed some concern last week about him even able to even do. Even trying to do it, right. And uh, pretty much was a brain buster, so good yeah. job on the brain buster. So, and then the tombstone. I saw that, uh, too. Yeah, that didn't add oh. to his head injuries. Dropped on his head. Just saw the way his head moved at... Oh, oh. God, it gives me the sh- the creeps. It just was bad. Of it. it was super bad. And then they tried to do some like tombstone reversal thing. I think Shawn Michaels and Undertaker and Triple H. I think they've done it before, where Goldberg oh, the, lifts like, him, kind of the flip thing, and then Undertaker flips over and yeah. has him in position. Right. Um, Goldberg that, pretty much just kind of collapsed. Collapsed. And then Undertaker like dragged him up for the probably worst looking choke slam you'll ever see. Oh, and yeah. I think you could hear him pretty much just say it's over. You know. Right. Right. And at that point, it was done. Um, you know, it was probably wow. like then 30 second celebration and it went off the air. And then you see some <laughs> off the air. Uh, there's some off the air footage. I think some people recorded. Um, Goldberg pretty him much collapsing. Yeah. And I guess there was also something backstage to um, him in the trainer's room that Undertaker was, you know, just checking on him. And oh boy. So, anyways, I will, uh, I don't want to say I'll defend the match, but, you know, the first few minutes were awesome. It was had exact. Pot- I mean, it had potential. No, it, it it more than had potential. It was going great. Crowd was nuts. The sit-up, the spears right, right away. Right. Goldberg right in his face. And honestly, even the turnbuckle blood, I thought, added to it. But then you realize, you know, in hindsight, like, oh, he just totally just busted. totally, <laughs> like, probably a skull fracture or he, something now. He, he totally just busted himself. Right. 
And unfortunately, everyone's now going to remember the final two minutes, right? Instead of the build up, because that's entrances. really all. Because honestly, I didn't hear about the back and forth in the beginning and all the the all oh, I heard about was it was awesome. It I was thought great. that's all the match was was the the botches and the no no no. Death. Everyone's going to overstate it now and say it was the worst match ever. It wasn't. It was the final I think three or four sequences, which you know obviously is a lot, but right. First 80 percent of it was awesome. Crowd was into it. Two legends just duking out, and you just going knew they they were just doing their finishers. It was this was all the match was going to be. Obviously, right, it right. wasn't going to be some thirty minute technical classic. No, no. I mean, we knew that going into it, but yeah. still, like that, and, it had potential to and be. And they played you know, to awesome. their heads, and, right? You know, without the jackhammer, without the tombstone, which you know, if you see the tombstone, he almost pretty much <sighs> drops him before going to his knees. So. Right. I mean, that one, I guess, could you could say is on Undertaker. I know everyone wants to rip on Goldberg always, especially Matt Riddle. Which, yeah. Uh, <laughs> one, he that, deleted. Yeah. I don't know <clears throat> if he thinks he's funny or playing to the internet crowd or what right. he's doing with that. But I would say he's on a bro. Uh, yeah, he's a bro. And, you know. Who doesn't? You know, he doesn't have to think, man. He's a bro. He's a bro. He's I got gotcha. you. Um, so I would say uncalled for in this case, and I'm kind of with everyone else who's just saying, you know what, you know, a few things happened that right. they couldn't control. And well, I, I read that Jericho and JBL have both come out and said, you know what, a match is a match, and sometimes you have good ones, sometimes you have bad ones. Yeah, and Mark Henry pretty much said, you know, at that point, you know, Goldberg could have told the referee, I'm done and can't right. continue, but he got he it through it. And even afterwards, he sent out a tweet of saying, you know, I'm sorry I let you guys down. I read that, yeah. So that was cool. And then he even said, you know, for those taking pleasure in it, like, there you go, or whatever he right, said. Like, yeah. hope you're happy. Yeah. So I don't know. Everyone's, of course, going nuts now about, oh, this is what he's happens always... when you bring back legends. This is what. Yeah. Well, he's always been salty with the crowd, too, just because they didn't <laughs> give him the reaction back at WrestleMania 20. Yeah, but I would say he redeemed himself on his comeback. You know, I think he definitely redeemed himself with his universal title run. I thought he did real well. Um, we were there for the win, and you yeah. know, the crowd wasn't booing. They were clearly cheering. No, I, so. I was cheering. You were cheering. I was we great, there, man. Poor Kevin Owens and his five-second loss. Right. But, but that was Jericho's fault, though. That was Jericho, who his uh, name came on the screen before the match yep. even happened. <laughs> Which you saw. I didn't catch. You're like, I saw oh. And I went, uh-oh. Yeah, and I was like, what, 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 what did I miss, huh? I'm like, I'll tell you later. <laughs> Didn't want and to then, spoil that then for break you. the walls down. Very cool feud, actually. Yeah, and then Jericho even said, like, when him and Owens went on second at Mania, he kind of knew, like, his time was probably up right. the company. Yeah. Which, you know, it wasn't going to obviously main event. It was a U.S. title. But, yeah, but I still. mean, it deserved more than second. I agree. And I was at that, you know, pay-per-view. For yeah, you were there. I was there for it. But Crap. either way... Um, I don't know. I'm guessing Goldberg will come back at some point in a year or two and have another match. I don't think he'd want to end it on that. Um, Undertaker, same thing, I'm sure. Or he could just say, I don't care, and walk away completely. He's done that before. No, I mean, he <laughs> obviously got a payday. His family right. flying with him was part of the deal. So They got to see a foreign country and get that experience. You know, do a little traveling with Stamping them. Stamping the passport. And... You know, as much as I think the fans will probably rip on this match more, I think, like, those in the business and, like, I'm going to say they kind of just will probably give this a pass. Yeah, I mean, it, two legends, you know. Hey, next time, let's try not killing each other. <laughs> yeah, and I and I, uh, I remember when uh, Rollins, I think he busted Cena's nose. Yep. I'm, oh, man, and then he, I remember that. Well, knee. he got blamed, even though Sting said it wasn't his fault. Everyone blamed Rollins. Right, for, for the, the buckle bomb. Yeah, and then I think there was someone else. Oh, it was Finn Balor, I think, at SummerSlam then. Where, right, the shoulder. Yeah, he did that in the buckle bomb on the outside. Outside, yeah. And then, but you can also see, and Balor later said that that Balor is the one who put his arm out and shouldn't have done that. Right. Yep. But everyone was saying, you know, Rollins and, is reckless. And, and I think Sting had that. Uh, uh, he, that that was a nagging injury that they just didn't know the severity until he aggravated it. Yeah, and. Um, you know, everyone, of course, attacked Rollins and, you know, oh, too many coincidences. How That's got to be on him. And it's like, no, the dude's no. one of the best work. Like, he's one of the best in the world. And, and like everybody says, it's not ballet. Like, the knee, even the knee thing, yeah, that that might have been class. Like, out of all those those three incidences, the one that maybe he's got some blame on is the knee. But then again, Cena also has the same blame because he put his head down too far. Well, the thing is, and I'd also say that, you know, for all we know, Cena probably told him, hey, lay it in on me. We're right. going to feud for SummerSlam. And then Slam. he just didn't expect it to be that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember his nose went to uh, one side. Yeah, it looked pretty <laughs> oh, nasty. man. But for all, yeah, lay it in on me. I'm sure right. Cena didn't care. And no. Same Cena's, with when Nakamura dropped him on his head 
backstage. Cena immediately went to everyone and said, no, don't hold right. this against them at all. Yep, and he even, like, apologized in the ring, and Cena's like, don't... Or I remember I remember reading their lips um, after the match, and he was like, I'm sorry about that suplex, and Cena was like, don't you be sorry. Look around. Yeah. He's like, this is all for you. And I think it was the week after even Randy Orton lost to Nakamura clean, yeah. which was kind of sending the message that, you know, everyone's going to kind of move on and not God, hold I it against Nakamura. And then he lost to Jinder Mahal in a few matches, yeah. and Jinder kept the title, and we won't discuss that anymore. Speaking uh, of... Wasted talent. I was going to say, speaking of uh, Jinder Mahal, um, <laughs> I was kind of hoping, uh, you know, I was kind of hoping the 24-7 title would do something more than change hands on kinda an airplane plain. and <laughs> run around, and then, of course, it always <laughs> Maybe seems they to were end. a little nervous to have somebody running around Saudi Arabia <laughs> trying to kill each other. Yeah, maybe not a good idea. <laughs> it seems to always end up back on our truth though, for TV time. I mean, like if they got to put it on somebody... It's like whatever happens on the weekend happens, and then come Monday and Tuesday for the shows, hey, our truth champ again. Right, right. But I got to keep saying, those YouTube he's, views are racking right. up. And so. he, you know, our uh, truth is charming as hell, though. I mean, he's got a personality. Yes, he does. So it's like, you know, if you want to put somebody in a spotlight that's going to be like, hey, what's this guy doing? Our truth is that guy to do it. And Vince loves him, so you got the backing right there. So what uh, I know you didn't see it, but any kind of takeaways from Super Showdown? Are we kind of done with the Saudi Arabia controversy for another uh, six months until everyone brings it up again? Yeah, more or less. I mean, you know, everyone's gonna have their say and whatnot, and some reasons are justified, some aren't. But the bottom line, as I've said before, WWE is a business, and the whole point of a business is to make money. You know, if if they were in the politics or if they were in country building or whatever, it might be a little bit different. But they're in the business to make money. Money. So unfortunately, there's some controversy, but you know what? There's paychecks to be had. <laughs> there are paychecks to be had, especially for the legends. And I've said this before. I know you don't necessarily agree, but um, the next show, of course, there'll probably be some legend special attraction. Right, right. I'm not closing the door on finally getting Undertaker's Sting. But uh, uh, do you have any maybe legend matches that you just think, oh, there's no way that's going to happen? Oh, tons, dude. But but some of them are dead. <laughs> Bret Hart, Eddie Guerrero comes to mind. All right. Well, who's alive <laughs> that you think, you know uh, what, maybe there's a chance. Maybe a Triple H, Sting rematch. You know, they never uh, really got to that. Maybe Sting wins this time. Yeah. I think that was that was the Monday Night Wars personified. I think that remains to be leave that where it's at. That that was awesome. That whole match, the whole stigma and everything coming around, the whole everything that played into it. That was a great match to basically personify the Monday yeah, Night Wars. I thought it was a great match. I know everyone wants to talk about the ending and all Sting should have won and all that. But why? I mean, think about it. But, Who won the Monday Night Wars? But it's like if you you're know? you know, old school says if you're leaving, you know, you lose your last match. And exactly. Same with probably you know, Goldberg was thinking the same. If Undertaker's gonna continue and Goldberg maybe, maybe not returning, you know, you lose. Right. But um legends though. Um I know Stone Cold's not I I know people think about him. I know everyone kind of mentions, you know, Edge has kind of been out there a little bit more. I would say no to him. Yeah, I, I don't kinda... know if they're in the health. Because I, I, I still don't know if Edge got that his problem taken care of. I know, like, it didn't bother him, but, like... No, I wouldn't even risk it, even if he did or didn't. But right. I would say maybe um, if we ever get back to the women's thing, which seems, uh, you know, Stephanie again said it will happen at some point. Yeah. Didn't happen this time, which was fine. I didn't think it would anyways. I mentioned that last week. Um, I would maybe set it for if they can do it next time, that would be awesome. I would hold out maybe Big Show is a name that I'm sure the uh, really? Saudi crowd probably loves to see the giant, you know, facing Big Show, some... Braun Strowman. That'd Something cool. like that, yep. And, you know, I mentioned Sting a few times, but I just kind of think that he's kind of one of those names that, you know, maybe getting kind of a call and say, hey, what yeah. are you doing? I would also mention Kurt Angle. They may have called him, too. You know, we, we don't know what happens in the office there. That is true. Kurt Angle has said he will return if Vince ever, you know, calls and right. gives him a call and says, hey, what's up? So... I don't know. I'm going to, I guess, put all this on the back burner until I think November 1st is the rumored date for the next okay. one. Okay. Well, so I guess we'll right get back before my that. birthday. Speaking of before my birthday, mine is in less than six hours. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> it's Saturday. I may have just revealed, but yeah, the 15th. So How about that? Uh, last night we did some family how stuff. How young are we? <laughs> Come on. That I'm not saying. Oh. I've I've heard it all today at You're work. You're younger than me. First of all, I'll be at work, so Oh, I, on your birthday? I was not giving off. Yeah, but, um, I, I don't take off either. 
But here was the thing. Um, I've got ranges from 18. Somebody told me I'm in my early 20s, which I said thank you very much for. <laughs> um, I've gotten high as guesses as 45. Wow. And I just keep saying, well, it's between 18 and 45. <laughs> That's a key demographic. <laughs> and then today, I guess everyone kind of figured out, everyone kind of landed on 37, which is not true. So no, because that'd be me. It's not 37, but they're going with 37. So if they want to go with that, then let them go I'm gonna with that. I'm going to say 32. That is also wrong. But anyways, All right. last night was some family stuff, so that was super cool. So shout out to everyone. Uh, I'm sure my family is listening, but that what was up, fun. What up, Watchies? Absolutely. And then uh, Saturday, there's a little, I don't know, I've just oh. been kind of told after work to hang around West Bend. Uh-oh. So I don't know, if are you in on this? No, no, I am not. Uh, everyone says they're not, yet, you know, clearly. <laughs> nobody some... nobody has contacted me. That's honest truth right there. I mean, I don't know if Holly's I'll invited. Swear on that guitar. Uh, Holly, my... <laughs> that's a nice guitar. <laughs> I don't know if Holly's invited. I don't know. I know my brother's going to Vegas for WSOP World Series of Poker. Go so Noah. So Do if it. You're looking on ESPN and see the tournaments for the $100 million or whatever they play for. Uh, my sister's going back to South Carolina. I'm not sure what everyone else is doing, but you know, we they all say they're doing this stuff. Like I'm sure Noah's doing his. Thing. Oh no, he's he's, he's been reading. Yeah, I've been reading about that. And my that. sister gave me her gift last night, so I know she's going back to South Carolina. So, yeah. but I'm just saying, I have no idea what's going on. I've just been kind of told to hang around town a little bit, and I just realized I re- revealed what town we are in. Yeah, well, ah, well, well. Anyways, it's a good town. Come been, visit. It is a good town. I like it. So I was just been told. I, I think I'm invited. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I don't know. I, don't I think know. I'm supposed to be there. It's for my birthday, I guess. But other than that, I don't know what's going on. But either way, yes, it is a I guess a birthday shout out there. So, whoop, whoop. um, up next, I think I we're gonna kind of do a little <laughs> birthday song. We're gonna do a little cheap plugs first, and then kind of go into a new little segment that I I kind of have been wanting to tinker with for a while. But either way, you are listening to the four one one Foresight Wrestling Podcast. You already know that this is on the four one one Podcasting Network. Again, you already know that you can listen to us on Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, all those places. Again, you already know all that stuff. It's two thousand nineteen. If you go to Apple iTunes, we would really appreciate it. If you would rate, review, and give us five stars, just think five. of RVD, five, 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 five stars. Five time, five time. And if you care to, I'm sure you don't, but if you want to, you can follow me on Twitter, at Justin Watry. Lots of great stuff on there, as always. And Steve Matson, what do you got? Hey, I'm in a musical project called The Resonant Complex, uh, that lovely theme that kicked off the, the uh, podcast. That was mine. And we are happy to present to you our debut album, North Avenue. Available anywhere music is sold, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere. You just uh, type in The Resonant Complex, and there we are. There we are. All right, here's my uh, little segment I've been wanting to do. I, I couldn't think of a better name, so basically... Right, let's hit it. Five stars of the week, and then five clowns of the week. You know, Doink the Clown is not making an appearance, unfortunately. We love Rest in peace. Yes. So I didn't really know which ways, but basically it just means, you know, five people that did good this week and five that did bad. Kind of self-explanatory. So which one uh, do you want to start with? Uh, Well, who's your star? All right. Let's go with the stars. We'll start positive. So my number five, yes, this is a countdown. I'm going to start out with (laughs) R-Truth. Number five, Star R-Truth. Okay, why is he a star in your book? What did he do? Well, first of all, because he's R-Truth. But well, yeah. secondly, because he's what, like a 50-time, 24-7 <laughs> champion? All right. Um, basically, um, I don't know. This thing, it, it's, you know, it's the guilty pleasure. I, right. I find this stuff funny. And, you know, if you ever need a different kind of viewpoint, you know, you go to a casual fan. Right. That's my girlfriend, Holly. <clears throat> she enjoys this stuff. So it's just, you know, that stupid, funny stuff that people get laughs on. Yeah. I mentioned earlier, but look at the YouTube videos. I think I had a screenshot I was going to post on Twitter, but then I lost the picture and didn't care to go back. But, you know, it was... The latest R Truth, you know, drama with the twenty four seven title. I think it was at like two point three million views. It had just been posted a little while ago, and then right. all the other videos around it were like, you know, ninety thousand, a hundred thousand. I think a Brock Lesnar video had like nine hundred thousand. And then you know, ninety thousand, eighty thousand, hundred thousand. And then here's this couple million views for, for R Truth twenty four seven. Yeah, a two clip, two minute clip of him being. I think he's locked in a crate right now, being shipped to L A for Raw. <laughs> That's awesome. And he he posted a tweet saying his breath was running out, and his phone is on low, oh, no. and he hopes to make it to Los Angeles. And then Jinder said something like, "I'm going to Raw this Monday" or something. Wow, that's that's, I, that's pretty cool. I don't know how he's gonna defend the. 
title inside this crate. little crate that's as big as him. But either well, way, he doesn't have to if, as long as nobody else in a referee. Why does is in he keep showing him? up to these shows? <laughs> sit at home and win the title. You'd think, yeah. Well, they'd find him. Maybe he doesn't want people to know where he lives. Yeah, it was funny. I, I want to say it was raw again. I'm not sure these shows all kind of blend together, honestly. But he was said something like, "I, I got it. The stress is just getting to me. I can't yeah. keep doing it." And then he lost it, and then he immediately won it back. back. And then he they showed him, and he was like petting it, and he was like, "The European, yeah, European TV title, right? I, I just want it back, or something like that." So he just can't live without it. They should have some segment where like he hears a beeping, and he takes the belt apart, and there's like a GPS tracker, and there's somebody <laughs> tracking him. Like that is a good down. idea, actually. That's probably Drake Maverick. He keeps yep, pointing yep. the wanted posters and. Gets excited when he sees them. And then you know, I I, uh, I saw our back in way way back. I want to say maybe 2007 or eight. I flipped on TNA just to see what was going on, and uh, there was Ron Killings, and yeah. I thought that was like I saw him in the ring, and I'm like that dude. And then I was just a few short months later that I remember, bam, he was on on uh, uh, SmackDown or whatnot. Yeah, he had a forgotten run with uh, Road Dog in WWF as Kid Quick. K Quick and I think it was 2000, 2001 or something. Didn't they win? The t- they won tag titles. Did they? I, I'm pretty sure they did. Oh gosh, I hope it was not. bad. I'm gonna <laughs> say they did. I got, but I, don't I got, know. I got up to that in my uh, my venture from oh. WrestleMania Seven up. I got into the Kid Quick era, and I was like, "Whoa, our truth is young." Yeah, he honestly looks the same to me. No he really kind of does. <laughs> Just like age. I think there's a little bit of bulk. Not necessarily. It's not fat, but like. I think he got stockier, I think, as later on. He's got to impress Carmella. Of course. You know, who doesn't? So anyways, number four. Wait, don't you hate her? Uh, No comment. Oh, he's backpedaling. <laughs> I'm not. By the way, she lost on SmackDown. <laughs> so smile on my face. Uh, number four, I have the new Raw Tag Champs, The Revival. Finally doing something nice. Good. So I believe it's been like six months since they quote unquote asked for their release, which I'm pretty sure is still true. Right. And they won their the contract is in 2020. Yeah. Then they won the title twice. You know. Two time, two time. Meanwhile, uh, someone say Sasha Banks has not been on TV, but you know is apparently still on good terms and filming stuff for them. That's what I heard. Yep, for so, a video game or something. So just kind of weird how you know kind of goes back and forth like that. But uh, revival, you know, they beat it was the it was the Usos. And the revival versus, uh, you know, Zack Ryder and, and Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins. You remember them? They won the tag titles two months ago at I'm... WrestleMania. <laughs> Who? Who again? Right. And right. I would have them in my clowns <laughs> top five that we're going to be doing here. But honestly, the title reign kind of went how we expected. Exactly how we expected. And you mentioned the hometown thing. I believe it was four straight in uh, New York, New Jersey for Mania that actually were the hometown people that won. Yeah. You know, it was them and then Tony Nese, Carmella, you know. Oh, yeah, so, that's right. Yep, so yep. either well, way, Revival back on top, and, you know, people can laugh at it all they want, but uh, the uh, the Revival being teamed with a McMahon, you know, it means more TV time. Yeah. So yeah. it means more, you know, spotlight for them. Again, if they want to be convinced that – you know, to stick around, be like, you know, here's another pay raise that you may have turned on last time. I'm but... sorry. Those are the coolest socks I've ever seen. <laughs> All right. Quick segue here. Quick one. <laughs> Shout out to Noah for getting me these super cool Mankind socks. I mean, it's got Mankind on your feet, dude. It's Mankind. Awesome <laughs> socks. He said they were the most expensive socks he's ever got. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to price them, but right. I'm, I'm, I think I've seen these for $20 a pair. I'm my not land. sure, but either way, I, I said thanks. I, I thought, awesome gift. And now that we're staring at my socks, <laughs> I would like to point out who it is. You know, my big hater, Mick Foley, yeah, the guy I supposedly yeah, I suppose. hate. Yeah, okay, I, I eat my words because uh, you're wearing No, 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 it's feet. not you because I actually, again, this past week I got oh, something. No. <laughs> like, what? I don't get it. I, I love the fact, and Foley, even for Ashley Mazzaro and his daughter, it's up to 100000 101. I know a lot of it's from Foley himself donating, but that's more but of they him. Got it, dude. But that's more of him. T-shirts. He's, it's part of him, but it's he's signing T-shirts to sell. Right, right. And I know he gave five thousand. If anyone donated five thousand, he'd match it and then fly to their house to watch a pay-per-view. Oh, that's super awesome. cool. So dude. basically, you're paying five thousand bucks to have you know that's Foley hang out at biggest a heart in professional wrestling. It's right super there. cool, and he's even said he's got a million frequent flyer miles to use. <laughs> that's true. So it's probably not costing him much more than an evening out, but you know it's a five thousand dollar you know gift to one of his friends right you know right. obviously for a daughter so again you know now i have mankind socks so that's I, awesome I, I don't 
I don't know where the Foley thing started with me or what. Well, maybe we can put it to bed tonight. Put it to rest. Put it down. <laughs> put the socko in and put it down. Put the sock in it. Either way. <laughs> put, put the sock on it. Oh, either way. <laughs> either way, we're back to number three okay. for my stars, and I have Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Now, I did not get to watch this week's segment. I don't think I watched last week's either. Last week's was the gym, I believe. Yes, it was. And uh, this week I saw him holding a hammer. <laughs> He, uh, Ramblin' Rabbit, he, uh... Oh, no, not Ramblin' Rabbit again. He completely smashed him. Oh. I think he may have turned to the dark side for a quick second and smashed him, and then he picked him up, and there was, like, jelly coming out of him. <laughs> He's like, Ramblin' Rabbit, and, uh... I don't know, let's just say you may want to watch Raw this week if we're finally waiting for Bray oh, really? Wyatt to show up. So, uh, oh, it, it's coming. It's I'm coming. on it. I'm not necessarily going to say this upcoming week, but uh, it wouldn't shock me if it was. So I just wrote it because, you know, he's my number three star only because, you know, this thing started so ridiculous. Right, And right, right away, Firefly, what, what is this funhouse crap? Where's Pee Wee Herman when you need him? <laughs> hey, I like Pee Wee Herman. I did too. I'm not. This movie was funny, but anyways. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's funny of the day. <laughs> so, you know, it started out hokey and crappy, and then all of a sudden, you know, a few weeks later, all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's got this dark personality. Right. It's coming out of him, and you know. And there's Abby, and, like, basically everything from the past is kind of, this is, I, I don't know. And I'm the picture's intrigued. on the wall and right? all these different things with his art, which is him kind of expressing what's Yeah, on. and him apologizing to, like, The Shield and, Ro- and our Randy Orton. And yeah, my only, my only hesitation, though, is kind of, you know, is it not going to feel the same when he's in the ring yeah that's the big how do you keep rambling rabbit at ringside (laughs) well taped up or (laughs) i mean why not Uh, yeah keep him in a box you know it's the whole kazarni thing where it seems great on paper and then he's in the ring and And it's like oh okay but maybe he'll come to the ring as fiend yes that i think he eventually you know has to do that but you know first few weeks yeah he can come in the ring and kind of do a little quote-unquote show for the kids right then they stare forward and in a trance but Either way, Bray Wyatt, look out for him soon. Number two, you don't want to like it, but best in the world, Shane McMahon. Uh, As a star, really, dude? He had the big celebration on Monday, which some people thought, you know, he'd be interrupted by someone. Nobody interrupted him. He literally just sat out there for 10 minutes and drank the, you know, celebratory in the cup and all that. And him and Drew gloated. And then on, I have to call shenanigans on that. He's and then, not a star. Come on. Well, if you don't think he's a star now, wait a few weeks. Or we're gonna, months. we're gonna, you know, off air. We're gonna have to go over parameters of stars and clowns. Hey, you're <laughs> lucky I don't have Brock Lesnar on either list. I'm very happy that that is not on the list. Yes. By the way, back to Super Showdown for a second. Brock Lesnar, I'm sure he got paid like a million bucks, but that segment was like two minutes. He literally flew across the country, come in, got low blowed and curb stomped, and no cashing. What a job, huh? What a hey, what sign a me up. So, anyways, um, Shane, yeah, if, if everyone's sick of him now, um, get ready because mm. it ain't going away. But I will say, so far, he's not on stopping grounds. This might be the first pay per view of 2019 he's not in a match. Well, he can go away too. But I'm sure he'll be with Drew versus uh, Roman Reigns on the corner or something. Right. But yeah. Um, yeah, so Shane started out as usual, SmackDown gloating. He was on Miz TV. Miz was forced to host him. Miz Uh-oh. was kind of not in character and kind of was like, Oh, let's introduce him. And, you know, Miz was clearly, you know, being quote-unquote forced. Right, right. And, uh, you know, Shane said, oh, really, Miz, if you want a shot at me, you have to beat Elias and then Drew, and then you can get me tonight. Yeah. And it was kind of exciting because Miz actually shot back and got some good shots on Shane verbally during Miz TV, and the crowd was eating it up. Miz actually showed some fire and was like, actually, you're a rich boy, all this stuff, and it was kind of laying into him pretty good and Shane oh just kind of no so they're like anyways I beat Reigns on <laughs> you know but anyways uh so uh Miz beat Elias yeah and then you know he got screwed by you know outside and Drew beat him and then left him laying with the Claymore kick and then Shane goes you know what I changed my mind ring the bell no of course and Shane quick <clears throat> slapped on his submission hold which looks horrible and is that a submission hold yeah, how he puts his legs around the guy's neck and oh, kind of yeah. pulls his the arm. Horrible and triangle. Looks idea. more like he's tickling him than anything. Yeah. And here is, you know, we'll get to this in a little bit, but Miz tapped out. And I know he was beat down from the previous you know, right, match right. and all this, but 
the worst looking hold you can imagine, and he tapped out. And yeah. But like I said, and the dude's still a star. Okay. He is the number two star because he may be number one soon. So uh, yeah, little tease there. And my number one though. Again, this... you know, you we get interested with Bray Wyatt, and we talk about this and that and the other thing. Yeah. And now you bring me all the way back, and now I don't want to watch. Hey, <laughs> telling you, Kofi Kingston needs to watch himself. So. <sighs> Uh, number one, uh, we talked about this before, but just because I want everyone to actually go back and watch the moment, but my number one is uh, Mansoor, uh, however you say his name, I'm sure I butchered it again, but uh, just really cool moment. Yeah. You know, the kid may not do anything ever again. But he can always say that. But he can always have that moment, and yep. whether you love the country or not, to see everyone there in tears and, you know, basically rooting on their guy. Right. You know, just kind of one of those rare moments that, you know, WWE can still produce those moments. And we right. go back even yeah. a month or two when Bailey cashed in. Like, just awesome moment. I don't care if the show sucked for 10 years straight. That one moment was so cool. Right. And it kind of, you know, maybe not, but makes up for everything else. And so he's my number one star. Uh, do you have any maybe uh, guys that you may have thought of that have kind of stood out recently? Um, I think Seth Rollins is doing a great job with the Universal title. I think it's nice to see it back on TV where it belongs and not around <laughs> Every the waste week. of a not around the waste of a waste. Oh um, yeah, oh yeah, waste. I'll set it, dude. Oh, a he's waste? a waste, yeah. And he's not worth the millions he's getting paid. Anyways, um, so I would have put Seth Rollins up there as as a star, um, and and Kofi just because you know they're the, they're the title holders, so they need to shine. And I think that so far they're doing pretty decent. Yeah, and they have uh, aside from the ratings, of course. Oh boy, yeah, we won't we won't get yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, um, the uh, new SmackDown logo has kind of leaked. I saw that. I saw a promo for it, and I will say, um, it's kind of it's kind of sharp. Kind of cool how the smack mm-hmm. with the exclamation point and then down. It's right. So, um, I was just gonna say this because front and center, of course, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, and Kofi Kingston. So, yeah. front and center, you know, he's been what an eleven year journey or whatever, right? And, and they're know, giving him the spotlight. He's getting the spotlight. So um, now we're going to kind of go to my... The boyhood dream. The boyhood dream has come true for yeah. Kofi Kingston. Um, I don't know if I like the word clowns, but you know what I mean. The basically kind of guys that have kind of gone down this week. But um, the list may not make a lot of sense, but... Actually, you know what? I lied. I do have Brock on this list. Oh, <laughs> but hey, this is the negative. This, I know, but then we got to talk about it. Have we done nah, that? Enough? I mean, not really. But <laughs> number five is Lars Sullivan. And you're probably asking, like, wait, what? Why Lars Sullivan? He completely decimated the Lucha House Party. And actually, I thought a very entertaining, I don't like the word squash, but that's what this was. Yeah. And, you know, some of these can be fun. If these guys are hitting their moves and. You know, shout out to Lucha House Party selling the moves. Right, right. I don't like, again, using the word sell. I don't like using those little terms. But, you know, they made him look like a million bucks. Right. And you're asking, why is he on the negative list? Yeah, why is he on the clown list? Because, unfortunately, Uh (laughs) there is a report that he is hurt. And now may miss some time for a while. Like bad and like... Like a legit Surgery and stuff. And uh, there's kind of been a little back and forth that maybe it's not as serious as some think. But I'm reminded of last night where Clay Thompson on the Warriors landed on his foot wrong or his ankle landed wrong. And he was shown kind of, you know, walking it off and kind of he came in, he came back from the locker room because there was a little delay while they kind of, you know, stalled a Checked little bit. Checked it out, yeah. And uh, if, you, if you get fouled and you aren't physically able to shoot the free throws, you are ruled out the rest of the game. Okay. So he was about to walk to the locker room, clearly limping, and to go get checked out. And somebody had obviously then told him, hey, if you don't shoot these two free throws, you're not allowed to come back in. So quick, shoot the free throws, and then go to the locker okay, room. Okay, right. And he quick came back in and nailed them both, swish. Yeah. Like, you know, what a legend that is. Like, what a shot. Right. And then he goes, and you can kind of see him running and, you know, kind of shaking it off and stuff. And, you know, you're like, oh, maybe he can come back in. Like, it's not as serious. And then it's revealed that uh, a few hours later, so late at night, uh, he tore his ACL. And oh, maybe nine months to a year. Yeah. So that's he's gonna get a, for next season. He's gonna get a fat contract because he's a star, and people right. will pay him and be like, you know what? If we can sacrifice nine months to have him for five years, right? You'll sign him to a hundred million dollar deal. But you know, so I'm just saying. So maybe the Lars thing—they're not totally sure. You never know. Sometimes. Do we know what he injured? Um, I could look it up, but I do not actually remember. But oh, okay. Either way, I you know it sucks for him because then now it's finally kind of he's right up there, ready to get you know the monster push and 
gets and, hurt. And, you know, of course, we're reminded of why he was out, you know, for a while in the first place right. with his anxiety stuff. And then now he's been fined, what, 100000 for his past comments? Oh, yeah, that's right. Did they actually find him or did they just say they find him? Well, <laughs> I'm sure. Well, on the, paper. I just uh, I just looked it up. It says his knee. And oh, knees, you knees know, for, are never good. For big guys, you know. Right. So I'm uh, I'm kind of <laughs> hoping the best for him. You know, apparently the 100000 would be slowly taken out of each check. So <laughs> okay. for the next probably five years, he's getting deducted off. <laughs> no, they give it, they take a penny. <laughs> and then he just has to remain under contract. <laughs> right, for 100,000 years. For 100,000 years. <laughs> hey, the way those contracts are written, Sasha right. Banks and all them, they may be 100,000 They years. may be sticking around. So number four, I do have Brock Lesnar. <clears throat> I, yeah. I forgot I have written Brock. But again, this is the Because negative. he flew all the way across <laughs> the world. Yeah, 20-hour flight. He went over there for probably two minutes and honestly probably left right after. Do they right eat over there? Because if, if he what... couldn't get his steak, I mean, that would be pretty ornery. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he could have ate on the plane, waited a <laughs> right? few hours, and been on the plane. Why, the... why doesn't he? I'm why just. Why doesn't he chase after the 24/7 title? He would have been the monster on that plane. Because he had, then he'd have to be like available 24/7. Yes. Haha. Yes. Um. Yeah. I mean, just if he wasn't going to do anything, I mean, why was he advertised? I think Goldberg right. Undertaker was more than enough. He was advertised because of Saudi Arabia wants to pay millions of dollars to have the idiot show up. Yeah. I mean, and then he does show up, though. And then, is, I mean, I guess pretty much <laughs> made to look like an idiot thanks to yeah. Paul Heyman fumbling around. So I don't. I, and that amuses me. <laughs> it just didn't make sense. And even you, as not a Brock Lesnar fan, would have to say, like, there should have been more. Like, something there, else should have happened. Is there something worse than that, a fan? Like, can we say, like, well, I'm a, a hater, like, but I don't Even know. worse than that. Like, detractor? Yeah. Just, I don't know. I, we got to find a word. Is there like gotta a make something Google up. hater? I don't know. But um, somebody's sending him that for me. Somebody do it. <laughs> My number three, um, I don't know how many weeks it's been, but. It's somebody that's not even been on TV. Can you guess who? Brian? Daniel? No, he was on mm-hmm. this week with Heavy Machinery. Oh, he was. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a certain person. You may remember her. She made an event at a pay-per-view in December. She made Becky Lynch tap out in the beginning of the year. Is it? Uh, uh, is she Japanese by chance? <laughs> I believe it says Asuka. Asuka. You know, oh boy. This Asuka. She's Usuku. still. She's doing nothing once again, and Kyrie so Zane. The Sky Pirates really didn't. Uh, well, it's not Sky Pirates. Or it's whatever. Kabuki, Kabuki Warriors. Yeah, and you know, I'll mention Experience. it again. This page teaming makes no <clears throat> sense whatsoever. Now they're yeah. not even on TV. I think page send a tweet like, oh, I got to fix that or do something. It's like, you're going to do nothing. You, yeah. You're going to you're do, do what you're told to do, which is but stay home. I think it was Asuka. I think it's Rusev, Nakamura, Balor. None of these people were on TV. Yeah. yeah. They were there. Nakamura and Balor did a dark match, but. Uh, yeah. Well, when you only have two hours, these are the people that kind of need to be on. And right. I think it was the first 30 minutes were dedicated to the Shane McMahon show. He was out there for the first third. That's one fourth of the show gone. There's there's something in the script writing that's just. I a, mean, a, was Vince appalling. not? Was Vince not at SmackDown either? Was yeah, was right. Well, I, no, I think they. I think they weren't at any TV. Oh man! I think uh, setting up XFL, I guess. Right. I, I guess Vince felt he had some corporate things he had to do back in Connecticut. Triple H had some NXT tapings he wanted to be there that's for. That's true. That's true. That's true. Because that's all leading up to SummerSlam. Toronto. Um, yeah. Stephanie usually isn't there, but then if Vince isn't there, Kevin Dunn isn't there, and these are like higher ups, the ones that are all in I'm charge. I'm just picturing Dunn being there without Vince, and everyone just like picking at him. Like everyone's <laughs> right? just ripping at him. Like, so he's like, I'm not even... Yeah, like him telling people to do something, then just going, nah. Apparently, from, from <laughs> what I read, because I did I did catch up on the dirt sheets last night just before I went to bed, and I guess Ed Kosky was running around raw, like, with... And I don't know who that is, but he must be like... He's a head writer. Okay, head writer's For running around. Yeah, I could see that, but, I mean, either way, um, Oscar needs to get back on TV. This... Tag team was never yeah. really necessarily a good idea. Yeah. But either way, I don't know. She's not necessarily a clown, so don't take it that way. She just needs to be doing something. But right. my number two, you could argue, is a clown. And no, not Sami Zayn, because I kind of have him pegged whoa, as kind of the whoa. pest heel anyways. But uh, Kevin Owens, remember when he returned a few months ago? Yeah. Remember yeah. that big thing? and was supposedly going to get the match with Daniel Bryan at Mania. Right. Until Kofi kind of came in and Ali. Came out of nowhere. Ali's another guy that's kind of hanging around right. again. These guys need to be doing something. And so Kevin Owens shows up on Raw. 
Kevin Owens is doing absolutely nothing again. So he's taking a lot of defeats and, right. you know, not a whole lot going on. So he's he's getting the clown treatment right now. So I hope he bounces back. Um, the stuff with the New Day when he turned, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, of right. Course it was leading but, to a quick defeat. Right. And now what is he doing? Now yeah. he's doing nothing <clears throat> except losing to the New Day and hanging and around. Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins and hanging around Sami Zayn again. And as much as we love those two together, it's been, what, four years now in the main roster, three years. So they kind of do at some point need to, you know, go their own way. And whether they win or lose, at least they can say they're on their own. Right, yeah. So I'm kind of done with that teaming. And (laughs) I will say my number one... (laughs) I have a drum roll somewhere on here. My number one, I teased it earlier, and it is poor... Miz. I said when he was moved to Raw, this was going to end badly. Yeah, right. You did. You called it. Uh, This was not going to go well, and it's not gone well. And he was the wild card on SmackDown this week and hosted Miz TV. We just talked about it. And somehow it ended up with him getting some good shots in on Shane and, you know, some verbal shots. But once he got in the ring, it was another defeat. And you could add in a second defeat because then Shane kind of came in. And, yeah, Miz kind of... Quick got some rally shots on him and some body punches, and the crowd erupted. Like, finally, Shane is getting it again from The Miz. Right. And nope, Shane locks on the hold, and Miz has to. And that's it. And I I tweeted this out, but, you know, Miz had to go in the back and be handed an immediate raise to have to tap out to that. You hope so. You 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 better hope there was an envelope (laughs) passed along, (laughs) you know? Under the table. Right. Something's in your gym bag when you get to the locker. (laughs) Oh. uh, Hopefully Randy Orton didn't put it there. No, I hope not. (laughs) So the, uh, (laughs) by the way, I think uh, a lot of people have denied that it was actually Orton that did it. He's just the one who got the bad (laughs) rap for it. Who can say? And he doesn't care. He gives no flying. And whatever, so Ooh. he's just kind of he was gonna run with it and be like, Right, you want to think well. that's me? Sure, <laughs> I'm a big jerk, apparently. So, either way, you know, again, Miz, uh, he keeps saying he's gonna get back to Shane, get back to Shane, and they're yeah. gonna have the, this blow off feud finally end at some point. But here's Shane yeah. tapping him this out, this is just getting ridiculous. It now. may be one of the worst looking submissions. If you go to YouTube, it's not even a triangle, it's him like laying down and just misses like arm is out <laughs> and then he taps out and even you can see shane he did kind of the like i don't want to tap but i'm gonna quick tap and i don't think the ref even called the bell at first right and then there's like a five second and then shane kind of moved his arm again and then that time the ref was like i guess that's your tap I guess, right i yeah. guess that's the tap oh boy not good so he's getting my clown yeah. of the week and i say this as you know a big fan you know yeah we all want miz to kind of get back i think he's Absolutely. more than deserved it at this point right and if it ain't going to happen on Raw, which I don't think it will, I never thought it would, yeah. then something with Shane, I mean, on SmackDown, kind of get past it all. Let him beat Shane for crying out loud. And I mean, what know. is Shane still doing here? <laughs> you know, well, like, really, he, he came back as a substitute, and he just has... Oh. You'll see why he's here soon enough. <laughs> You'll see where this is headed, but we will touch on that at different times so i don't have any more topic except one more thing i was gonna quick give a shout out to aj kirsch if you do not know the name he was on smackdown and made a cameo appearance because the shows are taping in california and that's where he's from okay but he's been interviewed by larry king before he has actually been on tough enough in 2011 the good version with booker t bill demott i know he's a controversial name but bill demott stone cold trish um, that uh, season I thought was really fun and entertaining. Yeah. Um, he was a contestant on that. I have <coughs> interviewed him a few times, and you know he's been somebody who has uh, given me some quotes and helped me out with a few columns. Okay. So not to you know reveal him there, but he said it was cool. So yeah. So I'm in the clear. I can mention his name. AJ Kirsch was on SmackDown this week. He's also been on Up Up Down Down. He's okay. buddies with them. You know. So what did he do? Well, he was part of the uh, Heavy Machinery and Daniel Bryan and Rowan segment. Okay. But either way, he's not signed, so if anyone's reporting that, he is not. But I keep saying it and I keep mentioning to him, but, you know, I think he is someone that does deserve it. And, you know, he shows up when the shows are in California, obviously. So just a shout-out to him real quick that he was on SmackDown and it was awesome just to see him and... Right away, I think I tweeted out, like, dude, you know, because, <laughs> you know, obviously he wasn't going to reveal it beforehand, you know, right. not going to break anything like that. So, yeah. but just super cool that I had just uh, talked to him, I think it was a week or two, a few weeks earlier, and 
Also, there he is on Smackdown. There he is on TV. That's so cool. That is how we're going to end it. I think a cool little thing. I think I got to get out of here, get some sleep, and then whatever my birthday crap is. That do, 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 I, do, 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 do. I have no idea what it is. I don't even think I'm invited, but, you know, it's my birthday, so I guess I have to go there. Happy born day, brother. Happy born day. So I'm going to throw in my quick plugs here, but uh, you are listening to the 411 Foresight Wrestling Podcast. Of course, this is the 411 Podcasting Network. Google iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, all that good stuff. You already know about it. I'm losing my breath here. But rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Give us five stars. And Mr. Steve Matson, The Resident Complex. The Resident Complex debut album, North Avenue, with such hits as As I Fall, Something for Pain, and the title track, North Avenue. Available wherever music is sold. iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play. You just search The Resident Complex and you can find it. North Avenue, out now. You can do all that. You can find it. You can search it. But in five seconds, you can listen to it. They say rock is dead. Time has passed it by. And water standing in this booth got me so alive. Use my voice as a guide. And maybe you'll see. Or maybe let the drums, bass, and guitar lead This music here is everything I eat, sleep, and breathe for And I don't need to say it with a pun of clever metaphor It's us right here, it's all we are, all we got Laying it down now, cause it might be our last shot Back up, stand up as we come alive